Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's 10.06. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show on Newstalk 710 KNUS in Denver, doing a simulcast in Colorado Springs on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Happy to have you aboard Sunday, October 23rd. Got a fun show planned for you up until 12 o'clock. Today, I really want your input. I really enjoy doing remotes down in Colorado Springs on 1460 and FM 101.1. Saturdays 10 to 1. I really enjoy getting out and doing things on Saturday afternoon 3 to 5 on KNUS in Denver. But today we're doing a studio show and I love talking to you. Give me a call at 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. I've got three topics I would like to talk to you about. One of them, when I went on the air 31 years ago in Denver, 27 years ago in Colorado Springs, People immediately started to call, and they wanted to tell me how a restaurant brought them scotch and water instead of bourbon and water, and how they're never going to this place because they didn't bring their kids milk on time, and because they didn't refill the water glasses, and I said, you know what, this show ain't going to turn into a bitch session, we're just not going to do that every Saturday and every Sunday, we're going to tell you where maybe to go, where you might enjoy, maybe give you a suggestion. We're not Pollyanna-ish here. I understand that restaurants make mistakes. We're all human. But nobody sees anybody walking across the parking lot and says, see that couple walking in? Let's just screw up their order. So anyway, we strive for perfection, settle for the good, and we're going to talk about a restaurant in Colorado Springs that has been written up because their owner, when somebody takes the liberty to review them online and give them a bad review, if it's justified, fine. If it's not, he goes after them big time. I'm not talking about suits. I'm not talking about litigation. I'm talking about he goes back online and lets them know exactly what he thinks. So I'm going to share that article with you, and I would love to get your opinion. Do you even spend any time going to Google, going to Yelp, seeing what other people, people that you don't know, reading what they think about a particular establishment. You know, there's a realtor here in Castle Rock, and I went to a restaurant called Dos Santos down in downtown Castle Rock. There's one in Colorado Springs. There's one in Denver. And I posted a picture, and I said, had a nice lunch at this place. Here's what I had. He put a comment that said, well, I've heard that it's not that good, and it's kind of overpriced. I said, well, that's because you're getting your information from your idiot neighbor or your drunken brother-in-law. So why don't you go and decide for yourself? And he wrote back, and he said, you know what? That is where I'm getting my information. Maybe not those two specifics, but that is the type of information I'm getting. 
he went. I don't know if he enjoyed it. I haven't talked to him since, but neither here nor there. I'd love to get your thoughts on this social media phenomena. 25 years ago in the newsrooms, we used to say your opinion isn't news. 25 years later, you think your opinion is news about everything, and you post it on social media. Love to hear from you. 303-696-1971. And that's just one of the topics we're going to talk about. Put a drink in my hand. All right, 14 minutes after 10 o'clock. I'm Mike Boyle. This is the Restaurant Show every Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon. Happy to have you aboard. Do you participate in social media. I'm not talking about the internet when you're going on vacation, you look at the hotel. I'm not talking about looking at a restaurant's website. I'm talking about, well, the only thing I can really think about calling them is just this uh, phenomena where we want to go online and we just want to vent and we just want to think that we are so important. Like Lorna in Colorado Springs about a restaurant. Worst service. First of all, we entered a place to, to go order and immediately walked in. They were staring at us because we were wearing gym outfits. The owner replied, we don't care if you're wearing a clown suit, let alone a bad sports bra when you come in. We don't discriminate against anybody by what they're about because of what they are wearing. I'd love to get your opinion. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. And I am going to give a gift certificate to a restaurant that you will never, ever, ever, no matter how many times you go, no matter how many times you enjoy, no matter what you eat on the menu, you will never be disappointed in the Black Hat Cattle Company in Kittredge. 303-696-1971. Do you rely on maybe not just social media and the dimwits that post stuff on Yelp and Google and other platforms? Maybe you rely on the restaurant show. Maybe you rely on review writers. I remember when Bill St. John used to write for the Rocky Mountain News and the Denver Post. I used to love reading Bill's column. Bill was on the air with me a number of times, and I always enjoyed reading his columns. They were well-written. They were well-researched. He had certainly done his homework at the restaurant on the menu. So, um, you know what? I used to take what he said very seriously. Matthew Snipper, who writes for the Colorado Springs Independent, that is the weekly alternative newspaper, kind of like a Westward. And uh, here's the headline from his review this week. There's a restaurant in Colorado Springs called Trainwreck. And it's down off of Sierra Madre. It's down where the train tracks go. It's really kind of a neat little area down there. Anyway, the headline is Defying Reason. Train wreck <laughs> lives up to its name. It's just a name, he says, trying to be edgy, or so I thought. Then I ate there. I'm still reeling because train wreck actually went for it. The literal interpretation. 303-696-1971. We'll get to our callers here in just a moment. Three weeks from yesterday, I was will be on a plane to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. 
Three weeks from tomorrow, my daughter Kaylee Boyle will exchange vows, vows of marriage, on the beach at Puerto Vallarta. I'll be flying down. I'll be saying, I'm looking forward to this, not only the wedding, not only to see my daughter and her fiancé, who's a great guy. I introduced him, actually. But I'm going to stay at the Hyatt Ziva. I've never stayed at a Hyatt Ziva. The Hyatt Ziva. Hyatt looked around and said, we are an upscale brand. But if we want to compete in Mexico, we're going to have to come up with an all-inclusive concept. So they came up with the Ziva. And it's, uh, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you, it's outrageously expensive. I will spend more on my five-day, four-night hotel stay than all of us will spend on a seven-day adventure to Cancun, January 10th, including air, including transfers, at a beautiful Ryu Palace Hotel. But I'm looking forward to it. It's the old Camino Real the Camino Real in Puerto Vallarta used to be the bee's knees. It used to be the barometer by which all properties were measured. It was built in 1959. I have stayed there. In 2014, the Hyatt Ziva took it over, did a complete remodel, built another building, added pools, so forth and so on. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It is an all-inclusive concept, and uh, I think it's going to be an enjoyable, enjoyable time at the hotel and with my daughter, fiance, and family and friends. Let's go to Longmont. Let's go to Fred in Longmont. Fred wants to talk about Fat Alberts. Fred, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mike. Well, you were now, asking is this, where I... Is this, the, is this the Fred that very graciously sent me a couple books and a gift certificate to Chili's Restaurant for the TAPS program? Guilty. Is that you? That's me. Well, bless your heart. Thank you so much. I thank you on the air yesterday. I don't know if you happen to hear it, so now I get a chance to thank you in person. Fred sent me a couple of books, one called Savvy Saving uh, Sayings. I'm going to use some of those. Lean and meaty one-liners. He also sent me the history of salt. Um, that probably will not go with me for reading on the beach in Puerto Vallarta, but it looks like an interesting book, and I will get to it. And God bless you, man, for helping out with that TAPS gift card drive. What do you got on your mind? Well, uh, you were asking about referrals for places to eat. I took one of your referrals and went to Fat Albert's on Wednesday. And when mm -hmm. I went in, I mentioned to the hostess that uh, it was a referral from your program is why I was there. So I had lunch, and I had a bacon-wrapped meatloaf, which turned out to be very good, and I enjoyed it. But as I was just about finished, the lady, who I believe is the owner, came up to me, and she asked me, she says, did you hear about us on Mike Boyle's show? And I said, absolutely, yes. So we had a very nice uh, conversation. So I just wanted to thank you for that referral because it turned out to be a wonderful event. Plus, I ended up taking part of the meatloaf home because it's so much, and I took home a piece of blueberry pie. Fred, I'm going to put you on hold. The music tells me I've got to take a break. I didn't realize we were quite this close to the break. Fred doing a great job as one of my roving reporters. We'll talk to him when we come. All right, 24 minutes after 10 o'clock. Uh, we're having a little trouble on those spot breaks, folks. I uh, want to ask you to bear with us. We are working on that right now. You know what? 
a lot of computers at the radio station, and every once in a while they have a mind of their own. I know that you experience that, whether it's on your phone or your desktop or your iPad. So anyway, bear with us. That spot break was supposed to be Grinelli's Pizza in Castle Rock, the Raleigh House of Hope, and the Black Hat Cattle Company up in Kittredge. But that's okay. We told you about Fat Alberts, and that's what Fred is talking about from Longmont. I'll tell you something, Fred. I don't want to live in Longmont, but if I did, I'd be in Greeley at Fat Alberts a whole lot because those pies are really good. What would you think of that blueberry pie? It was very good. By the way, I want to make a disclaimer. I have no relationship to the people at Fat Alberts because the commercial came on just after me, and I thought people would say, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy works for him. <laughs> So, no, actually, yeah, I no, really yeah. did enjoy it. The only complaint I had, it was a little bit hard to find in the shopping center because it's a small opening, but it was a small price to pay for a nice lunch. Yeah, I know what happens when you're going to 1717 23rd Street. Uh, you get going and you get going, and the next thing you know, you've passed it. And you get to the light and you say, well, what happened? We didn't see it. But you know what? They are coming up on their 39th year, so obviously somebody <laughs> has been able to find it. But I know exactly. Listen, I go up there. I know Sue. I know where the restaurant is, Fred. And maybe I'm going up to see my friends at UNC. Maybe I'm going up just to see Sue Albert and maybe have one of the Monte Cristo sandwiches. But I know that if I'm not careful, I get past it. Yeah, it can be a little bit of a challenge. All well, right? the only way I found it was there were two college kids walking through the parking lot, and I asked them where it was, and they pointed it out, so it made it easy. Could I make a, yeah. a quick comment about the book Salt? Sure. I heard what you said about it yesterday. It, you're, you're right. It is a long read. But let me offer just three suggestions in the book that I think make it well worth reading about. Okay. I'm assuming, and maybe I'm wrong, but you come from a Celtic background. A what background? Celts. C-E-L-T-S. Irish. Sure. Yeah. Michael okay. Boyle. The Irish are Celts. Factor Boyle and Don Ross Commons. Right. The and Irish Donegal. are Celts. I would recommend if you at least would read Chapter 3. It's a kind of a history of the Celts and their migration, as, and it relates a lot to the fact of salt. The second one is how Gandhi and salt created the revolution that eventually created the independence of India from Great Britain in 1947. And the third one is Chapter 19, and it's how salt became the basis of how we discovered all the great oil reserves in North America. Chapter 19, The Mythology of Geology. Yep. Um, number three is Salt Men Hard as Codfish. And what was the other chapter you said? Well, chapter three, that's about the Celts. Um, I forget the chapter on Gandhi. I think it's pages like, th uh, well, hold it. I've got, well, I won't hold you up, but it's in yeah. there. On uh, If you look up in the, in the index under Gandhi, that will okay. get you to it. And then again, as I said, the third one is the history of, of geology, but it talks about how salt domes, which is what people were looking for, became the basis of how we discovered oil in this country and in Canada wow. and created the great oil booms. But again, well, you it's know because what? It's I, I, I wasn't knocking the book. I will read it, but I will also tell you that it probably is one of those books where I'll read two, three, four, five pages a chapter and put it down and go back to a good John Grisham thriller. You know what I mean? Well, and then, and I think it, it, it looks to me a, to be a book 
that you can do that with no difficulty. Absolutely. Mike, I didn't read the book through completely, the, you know, like sitting down one time. But I think, as you mentioned, read a chapter at a time when you've got the convenience. But I think maybe once you get started, all of a sudden you'll say, well, I think I might read another chapter. So yeah. I'm just offering, yeah. I, and I understood you weren't, you know, disparaging the, the book. But I thought I might give you a couple of reasons to look at it a little further than, than uh, just possibly oversight. But no, I just I, wanted to call and let you know about Fat Alberts and what a wonderful experience. <laughs> and, yes, you are a referral. I've, a friend of mine in Colorado Springs, we're going to try to hit Anita's one time and a few other places, too, because of you. Do you? Thank you very much. And thank you for mentioning it. That's always very helpful because the hostess, you know, she might have been some 16-year-old off from school that day who didn't know Mike Boyle from Adam's ass. But you know what? Um, but Sue Albert, she wants to know. She's always there. Hey, listen, who do you think is going to win that Bronco game today? Mike, I, I hate to say this, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of us getting that way. One other question for you. Do you use social media for any type? And I'm I'm not talking about Internet. I'm talking about comments from some guy named Fred. For all we know, Fred doesn't eat anything that doesn't have mayonnaise on it. And so why would you rely on that comment? Do you use any of those comments typically? A absolutely not, because I don't know the source. It could be the owner. It could be somebody who's a disgruntled employee. I find that uh, social media is one of the things I trust the least. I'd rather trust your show or one of my friends. <laughs> well, great. I beat out social media. <laughs> no, I, 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 now, have you ever been to the Black Hat Cattle Company? No. Your, your uh, um, fella asked me about it. I'm going to pass on it. I appreciate it, but I'm going to pass on that opportunity. Well, thank you so much for the call. Thanks for saying hello to Sue Albert. And if you like chocolate, next time you go, chocolate cream pie. I'll take right. that suggestion. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. Thank you, Fred. I sure appreciate it. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Today is the fifth anniversary of Trestle's Coastal Cuisine. You know what I'm going to do? Let me think about this for a second. Anyway, Trestle's Coastal Cuisine, fifth anniversary from 3 to 8 tonight. Um, I'll probably go after the Bronco game, but I'm going to stop off and see Jose and Mimi Espinosa and, and uh, just say hello. They are wonderful people. Hard to believe it's been five years. It is a terrific restaurant. They do seafood, Trestle's Coastal Cuisine, but they've got a lamb shank. They've, I've got a big part of rack of lamb. They have got a couple steaks. They, I mean, their food is absolutely sensational. they got a surf and turf. Monday is oyster Monday, dollar oysters. But uh, I'm, that's where I'm going to head today to help them celebrate their fifth anniversary. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Dozo, D-O-Z-O, -O, sushi owner fights back against negative online commenters. <coughs> Dozo Sushi opened on A Street. This is in Colorado Springs. In February 2020, they are in a building that years ago <coughs> was one of those <coughs> 
Sizzler Steakhouses, Western Sizzling. And then a guy named Joseph Fryer went in and opened it up as Joseph's Fine Dining, did a nice remodel, got an opportunity to buy the building and buy the land and the building across the street, did a remodel. Joseph's moves across the street. This guy went in there and opened it in February 2020. Not exactly a good time. The shutdown hit on March 17th, 2020. This is from the Colorado Springs Independent. Dozo Sushi opened on 8th Street in February 2020, just before the pandemic hit. Needless to say, the timing couldn't have been worse. I gave it, this being Matthew Snipper, the review writer, and I think he does a nice job. I've never met him Um We've both been around for years in Colorado Springs, but you can tell that he is knowledgeable. Um, he doesn't go in as a critic looking for stuff to be wrong. He looks to go out and enjoy a meal and then will take exception to certain dishes, presentations, service, or whatever. So he says, I gave it a positive review in May that year. And the spot has persevered since, earning a strong, loyal clientele of regulars, according to owner Jay Cho, who'd come out of the banking industry, then six years of management at Sushi O Sushi prior to opening Dozo. In a quick online search, you'll find that Dozo currently holds a 4.7 rating out of 5 from 449 Google reviews and a 5.5 out of 5 on 113 reviews on Yelp. If you read my work in the Indie regularly, you'd know that I rarely cite online review sites as they ultimately, as they're ultimately suspect. It could be the owner's friends, like Fred, like Fred just said, spurring customers going to superlatives to sum up being turned away from a busy evening, competitors writing about them, etc. Sure, there's definitely some legit reviews pen, but it takes time to sift through the list to glean the best estimation of where the objective truth of the place's quality resides. Anyway... The reason I mentioned Yelp and Google is because that's where you'll find an ongoing comment battleground. More than a dozen instances of Dozo Sushi's responding harshly to negative comments. Harshly might be an understatement in some examples. I had to wonder as I read them if he is slowly committing business suicide by lashing out, name-calling, and using profanity. Like... Would word eventually get around and folks would boycott on principle? Or is he on his way to becoming an industry hero? Someone who's not afraid to voice what many owners feel, but hold back on expressing publicly. Hmm. 303-696-1971. We'll talk more about this when we come back on the restaurant show. Would you even spend your time looking up, let alone reading, letting, giving any credence to a review on Google or Yelp from some disgruntled customer? None of the servers wanted to pay attention, even though they only had three tables seated. The place was pretty empty. It took an hour to get our order in caps. One hour for sushi. Water was not offered. The servers never came to let us know an update on the order. The food, I'm sure, will be delicious. 
but I will never go back there. My money is just as good as anyone who dresses well. Hmm. The owner's response was, I just checked the cameras, and there were 13 tables and two servers. They were very busy, and we have tables in the back as well. One hour for sushi isn't that bad. It was actually 45 minutes because with computers, they can check this stuff, folks, for your order to come out. And throwing your guest receipt book at the server who was on break didn't help things along. The server did come and update you as well. I can see that on the cameras. You know, if you're just hangry, then go to McDonald's the next time. Order me some French fries while you're at it. Now, I think this guy shows some huevos. I think this guy, because you know what? There are times, Tom Martino, when I was with him at KHOW, he used to say the customer's always right. And I said, Tom, I've been in retail customer service my whole life. And I'll tell you something, the customer is right until the customer is wrong. 303-696-1971. Let's go to a restaurant veteran up in Morrison. His name is Dennis. Dennis, welcome to the show. What say you? Hey, Mike. How are you? You know, on the topic you just talked about, um, Danny Meyer, uh, famous restaurateur, he wrote a whole book about uh, treating your staff like kings and queens so you could treat your uh, – uh, so they would treat your your guests well. And he he's always been one. He puts his staff above the guests, and obviously he's extremely successful. Uh, well, I, let me let me just address that. First of all, I've said it on the air a number of times, and I'll say it again. If you meet a rude server, they work for a rude manager. If you work, if you meet a rude bartender. He or she works for a rude manager. It starts at the ownership. It starts at the management. It starts at the top, and it filters down. I do take exception if Danny says that the staff is more important than the customers. I don't agree with that. I think that a restaurant, like any business, is a three-legged stool. You need the customers. You need the staff. And if any one of those legs goes away, the business is not going to prosper for the long run. So I do take exception to that. I think that your customers are the one that pay the bills, but you have got to ingrain in your staff that you are personality, you are hospitality oriented, and that is the way the customer ought to be treated. I, 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 to I totally agree with that. So myself, you know, I, I look at it uh, as, as a restaurant, or I looked at it as a restaurant owner, but I also look at it as as a customer. I I use a Google and Yelp. I use them if I'm on vacation. Uh, you know, I don't go through every negative comment. Uh, I I mainly look for the positive comments and maybe a good recommendation on what's popular or a happy hour or something like that. Uh, when I had my restaurant up here, I didn't hop on google the first thing in the morning i maybe every week i'd, I'd go over it if if i had somebody that whose name was mentioned for something except exceptional i might give them a 20 dollar bill um and you know if i got a couple of negative things on the hash browns weren't crispy enough then surely i'd look into it but a lot of the chain restaurants they have people that that's all they do is monitor their job is to monitor social media 
And some of these well, you, poor... you've, Dennis, you've brought, you've brought up a number of things there. Working backwards, yes. And I think that the corporate restaurants have done a disservice to the dining public because a restaurant owner at one of that chain's restaurants would rather give you your dessert, give you your meal, buy you a drink, give you a gift card to come back, than have you contact the corporate office. Because you know what rolls downhill, and he would be at the bottom of that hill. So what they will do is they will immediately respond, and whether it's justified or not, so consequently we've created a category of guests that know that all they have to do is bellyache about something, and it might be the dessert, it might be the entree, it might be the tab for the entire table. I know a guy that told me that he complained to the manager of the restaurant in Colorado Springs. He said they did everything right. They took care of our drinks. They took care of our meal. They gave us a gift card to come back. So when I called the corporate restaurant group, 800 number, and told them what happened, I said, all you did was create a problem. That restaurant manager took care of the entire problem. It should have stopped there. So you, we've created, and, and I guarantee you, they are all over the country, people that just know that they can get something for free just by complaining about something. And, boy, I'll tell you something. I just think, like I said, Dennis, the customers are – and I don't understand why you would go on vacation and look at Yelp. I want you to explain it to me. You don't know the people writing those reviews, so you ignore the negative reviews, and you read the positive reviews those people don't know anything more about what they're talking about than the negative reviews. Why do you give it any credibility? Um, I, I think just because I have followed social media on restaurants for quite a while that I can maybe I can read more into it. Maybe I can than uh, 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 other people. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll do it. You can look for your, the directions, look at their menus. Uh, look at happy hour and the rest of that stuff. Looking at their yeah. menu, looking at happy hour is stuff you get on their website. I'm talking about social media. And I would rather check into a hotel in Armpit, Tennessee, and ask the front desk clerk or the hotel manager where they go to eat when they get off. Where do they go if they have a special occasion? I would much rather take that to heart than a social media post. All right, Dennis, we're going to go ahead and uh, put you in the drawing for a gift certificate to the Black Hat Cattle Company, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Would you pay any attention to a review <clears throat> like this one? <clears throat> Define reason. Train wreck lives up to its name. All right, I think it's probably, uh, I think it's probably a cute. Somebody was sitting around a table and said, "Why don't we call this restaurant, which is right down by the train tracks in Colorado Springs, by the old train depot? Why don't we call it train wreck?" Somebody actually thought that this was a good idea. 
Now, why they didn't call it Joe Slop and Bucket, I don't know. But this review is absolutely brutal. This company, the company behind this mess, is Altitude Hospitality Group, parent company of the Pinery Garden of the Gods Market and Cafe, until I just gave their newish concept, Vine and Wheel, a glowing review. This business knows and can do quality food. What makes me think this is more of a roller coaster than a train in terms of my ride with them. There are other attempted gaming spot. It's a game place and hamburgers and all of that type of stuff. But if we all, it concludes this review by saying we all want to avoid a train wreck in life. So do. You know what? I'm going to go this week to Dozo Sushi. He put a lot of money into that building. You go online. I don't care about the reviews. I went online to their website. Their gallery of pictures. The building is beautiful. It's not that it used to be a Western Sizzlin and now it serves sushi. You can tell that it is a quote-unquote new building, not the outside structure. He hasn't added, he hasn't detracted or detached, but you can tell that he put a lot of money into it. And you walk in there, and there's couches, and there's a fireplace, and it looks comfortable. I'm going to go there just based on this guy's guts to respond to some of these trough feeders that have been going to his restaurant and writing negative reviews. I will not go based on Matthew Stipper's review of Trainwreck. Why would I want to subject myself to that? So I'm painting with a broad brush here. Some I will take, some I won't, some I will think about, some I will wait to hear from maybe somebody I feel more comfortable with. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. All right? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Also, I found an article what do you suppose are the most loyal brands? Which restaurants get the most loyal fans? There's surveys all around to do this. And um, you know what? This is obviously, this is not going to be your little corner place. This is not going to be your small little single outlet independent place. This is going to be more your corporate restaurants, names that you recognize Anybody want to take a shot at uh, maybe one or two or three of these, the most popular? Love to hear from you. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Also, one of my roving reporters sent me a nice article about Salsa Brava Mexican. All right, it's 1053. I'm Mike Boyle. This is The Restaurant Show. Love to get your comments. I uh, had a couple nice comments from Fred up in Longmont, Dennis up in Morrison, um, about social media. Um we're talking about this place, Dozo Sushi, D-O-Z-O Sushi, on South A Street in Colorado Springs. This guy, when he gets a negative review, it's not that he just fires back from the hip. Most of us have learned, if we are adults, if we are mature, before you send off that text, before you send off that email, just this knee-jerk response, Maybe you ought to wait 10 seconds. Maybe you ought to wait 10 minutes. Maybe you ought to walk around the block. We've all done it. He says, when he gets a negative comment, he researches it. 
He tells me that his comments are impromptu and uncensored, though he also says he's careful to review video footage inside the dining room to gather evidence of certain claims, such as long ticket times, an incident with a server, etc. And he says he talks to his staff to hear their side of the story, too. I'm absolutely coming at it with data, he says. I need to find out what's going on. Like someone was having a bad day, I saw a couple having a fight in a booth during a meal, and one of them decided to go home and leave me a negative review. It's not my fault she got dumped. So, you know, the thing is, is when you start saying, I've waited an hour for my meal, the, the owner can go, the manager can go and say, you know what, that order was taken at this time. It is out at this time. It wasn't an hour. It was 37 minutes. It was 42 minutes. It was 17 minutes at a fast food restaurant. And then he can decide whether or not that is an accurate report. One of the things that he says is, I have a right to speak out. When people are posting a negative comment, they are hurting my business, whether intentionally or unintentionally. This affects us. It's our business. It's someone's tips, my chef's salaries. I believe every business wholeheartedly has a right to fight back. So the reviewer said, my last question to him was, I had to wonder what he thought of me as a professional food critic. If I had written him a bad review, would he have fired back at me publicly? The owner said, it's your job. That's the thing. And there is a big distinction there. Matthew Snipper, like I said, I've never met him. I've read his column for 25 years. He is obviously a knowledgeable restaurant person, not just about the food, but how to operate a restaurant. I don't know if he has experience in the industry, but he writes it and gets paid for his opinion. It's your job, the owner says. That's the thing. If it was your job, too, if it was their job, the social media posters, I might take it with a grain of salt. The majority of people in Springs know who you are as a reviewer and that it's your job to be honest. People's feelings may get hurt. It wouldn't destroy me. But, and this is an important statement, restaurants get a negative review and the owner says, well, that reviewer doesn't know squat. Then they get a good review and they say, that guy really knows what he's talking about. It would make me work harder. When I got a review that was Weston glowing at my restaurant in Denver in the Rocky Mountain News, I wrote a letter, and I said, here's where you're wrong. And I copied the publisher, the editor, I copied a number of people. And she wrote back to her credit and said, you know what? I promise to try harder if you'll try harder on this dish. And, I, and it was a cute comeback, and it was a cute response. So... The owner says, if we're not doing 100% what we strive for every day, I do take it personally and strive to do better. But everyone has a bad day. I believe that. I think what he's saying is we strive for perfection, but we don't always get it. I personally think that giving people like the responses I'm reading here from social media people, 
I just don't find. First of all, if you're going to write a review, whether positive or negative, use proper grammar. Don't write it if you can't form a compound sentence. And so consequently, that's where your credibility goes right out the window. We're talking about social media today. We're coming up on a break for news. I'd love to get your thoughts. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Most loyal restaurant brands? I don't think you'd be surprised to see some of these places on board. Give me a call, 303-696-1971, and I'm going to give you a gift certificate. Perhaps I'm going to draw a name at the end of the show to a restaurant that just doesn't make mistakes. The Black Hat Cattle Company on Highway 74 in Kittredge. I'm Mike Boyle with The Restaurant Show. 